Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of Scurry in the Scrub. I am your host, Jordan Scurry, here with my co-host and dear friend of me, Matt DeMarinas. Uh, we are here to... Yeah, I guess that's how we're going to go today. That's how I'm feeling today. We dear are, friend we are, of me. We are sports, uh, we are sports frenemies, aren't we? We have a lot of rivalries, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, I think starting with the, you know, Red Sox-Yankees thing, I think that's, yeah. that starts off the frenemy vibe. But, For sure. I mean, we can go from there, but... Excited to be here today. Got a lot to talk to you guys about. Got a lot of got to look back. Got a lot to look back on and a lot to look forward to. I'm excited. Uh, but first, Matt, how you doing? How's Nebraska? How's the cold? Talk to me. Uh, t- yeah, today the cold was uh, less um, impactful. It's starting to warm up a little bit. I don't know. Really? I don't, I don't understand the weather in Nebraska anymore. I feel like I don't think you would either. It feels like Texas now. Really? Oh, don't say that. Don't say that. It, it, it's. It, I just don't. I just don't feel like winter is winter anymore in Nebraska. So interesting. See, that's why I asked because we just got hit with snow. We got hit with like two feet of snow on Friday. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. So we were snowed in Friday, and roads are all gross and icy right now. You know that time of year. So I was wondering if it was just the same out there. I had to get my you know we, we, update. We've only had one one snow. It was the day uh, the day Creighton played Marquette. Um, and I think it snowed like, I don't know, we got, I think three inches. I shoveled three inches off the driveway. I think that's what it was. It wasn't that bad. It was so you haven't, there, there hasn't been any like real snowstorms. No, no. Okay. Wait on it. There's always, there's always a few. I just, I don't know, man. We're going to be in the fifties, like the next. Really? Season. Yeah. Oh, we don't even have that. It's, it's still thirties out here. See, that's what I mean. I used to say it all the time that Boston's low key colder. But maybe it was just because I, I don't know. I don't know. Boston just gets more snow. I do. I still think Nebraska. Yeah, snow. I'm just saying. Like I think the I think like climate change has hit the 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 Cornhusker State because it. Fe- I know last summer felt just dog dog dead tired hot. Like like you would mow for like ten minutes and feel disgusting. You're just like good god. You know your grass wouldn't grow. You water it and just turn you know yellow and colorless and it's like i used to say I like we're in texas it, man it just feels like texas weather i used to call nebraska when people would ask me what the weather's like i, I said it was the land of the extremes it was either extremely cold yeah. or extremely hot so <laughs> that was my take <laughs> the land of the extremes i like it yeah yeah so we're gonna talk some big east hoops it's been a minute jordan went on vacation it's been a minute. he literally went on vacation he like he's one of those dudes who like will go to the warm weather climate for holidays right so yeah no i had to down to florida it it was too cold it's been too cold out here it gets dark real early i was supposed to have a trip for work you know back in november that got postponed so you know i had to i had to get to the warm weather for a few days but i feel rejuvenated i'm back i'm here i'm ready to talk big east ball we have a lot of games coming up too i'm excited i'm gonna be able to make a few down my way so nice this is this is good because there was like um, a lot of pauses, right? On the men, mm-hmm. first of all, it was it just started on the men's side, and the women were just flying along, and then all of a sudden it started hitting the women too. Yeah, so I think we've only missed like twenty or so. I don't even think we've missed. I think we, there's been like 15, 15 games in the last like three weeks. So we don't have. I think it was good though. That's why pretty quick. Yeah, we can definitely get caught up, and I think it's good that we took our time where we did because the biggies kind of had to flush itself out like at the beginning here. So now, like we thought three games in, we would be like, okay, we have a sample size, but then all the pauses happened and everything. Mm-hmm. And so now about five, 
or so games in is definitely giving us a better sample size to be able to, you know, riff off each other. Yeah. So the, the, the good thing for us is that we labeled this a big East centric podcast, this partial portion of our seasonal platform, whatever we want to call it. Like Jordan calls it seasons. I guess I'm on board with that. Um, So if we, if we had gone Creighton heavy, like we did last season, We'd be in a danger zone right now because neither the men nor the women have gone on a pause yet. So we would like still kind of be in that territory where like we might have like a two week break coming up somewhere, <laughs> somewhere, yeah. knock on wood, hopefully not, but it's hey. still out there in the, in the wilderness waiting for us. So but we've hopefully we've seen heavy on this. So yeah. Yeah. Hopefully we've seen the worst of it, but yeah. you never know with this, right? So where are we, where are we at here? What's the, What's the last thing we've – should we just work in, in chronological order backwards? Like Yeah, that's what I was just going to suggest. The drubbing against – from the men's side. Let's start the men's side, the drubbing against Villanova. Because I kind of want to know from the former player's perspective of, like, what uh, – how those sorts of games happen and how you recover from them. Because it just, you know, especially when you watch that one, it's like it didn't feel like Nova was, you know, spectacular in any area. It just felt like physically they brought a level of toughness to the game that Creighton wasn't ready to match. And it just like gradually got worse as the game got on. And that's why it got as ugly as it did. Like everything was hard for Creighton. And I don't, and that's not going to get any easier, you know, like Providence is coming in on Tuesday and like, that's, that's rock fight city, you know? So like, how do, how does a game like that for Creighton happen and how does, how do they recover from it? I mean, well, first I've been thinking about this a lot for a while because people have kind of like the, some of the, my friends I've been talking to just about who've been asking, you know, what is Creighton's identity? Like where, what it, which team are they really? Are they the team that beat them in? at home or are they the team that lost on the road? Which team are they closest to? Mm-hmm. And so obviously the truth is somewhere in the middle, right? And so I think if you take both games and just say that they, like, I guess the big, the big thing to me that stood out, like what you're saying about the game at Nova was I feel like they really imposed their pace on that game. And similar to how at home Creighton, like we imposed that pace the opposite way with the speed on other teams. I think they really opposed that pace on Craig to a level that the young Jays just didn't really know how to handle, I guess, early on. And that was a tough environment and Nova was coming prepared because, you know, after you get beat by 20, you're going to, you got to come with something. Right. So I think that the truth of the matter is the, the team that Creighton is, is somewhere in between those games, but I, I don't really know what that is because both games were just, such an imposition of like both teams just asserting their style of play. Yeah. And they're so opposite in that way. It's hard to tell really. I think, I don't know. I I, I think there's going to be more games uh, that show, I guess there, there's better games to show like what type of team and the, re- the real identity of a crazy team. That's not a game. I think you can take much from. Yeah. I actually asked uh, Mac about that today before the, before at the, it was a media scrum before practice today. And uh, I think his overall, you know, um, remedy to that was that they just had, the team just has to learn how to play 
through that physicality because yes. the reality of the situation with this team is that they're probably a year away, maybe even more physically. So they need it. Like that's not a quick solution. Like Providence is going to come to hometown no. on Tuesday and Jeremy Anderson can only work so many miracles to get these guys as strong as they need to be to deal with that type of situation. Um, as you know, as well as they will when they're, you know, 22 years old as opposed to 18. Right. So, right. You know, I'm kind of curious how that looks. Like, how do you, how do you learn to play through a physical disadvantage? You know what I mean? Like, what can you, as a player, do to just, you know, is it just a mindset thing? Like, look, this this is going to be a tough, in your face type of grind it out every possession type of game. Like, I don't. I'm curious to see how they handle that type of assignment because I don't. You look at the schedule and it's just like especially in the big East, there's just few, there's just few opportunities where the game opens itself up. Like there's just so many in your face, mature, tough teams in this league, you know, Villanova, Providence, UConn, Seton Hall, even Butler's going to do it. Like Xavier, um, you know, St. John's is inexperienced, but they're tough. They're like in your face They're They press like it's aggressive. Like, I think that, you know, I, I imagine that at some point Creighton's going to get used to it, and that's kind of how they'll learn. But I, I don't know if the if the, if the the Villanova-type performances that we saw last week, if they're over with yet. I think there's more of those in store, just because of the nature of the way this roster is put together from an experience standpoint. Agreed, and especially because it takes so much time. Like, when you were talking about, like, what this team can kind of do to make up for that, right? It's – the guards having to crack down and be able to box out late in games and being able to like switch on like late switch onto a big and being able to, <clears throat> excuse me, keep him out of the post mm-hmm. and certain things like that. So it's going to come with guys actually being in that situation and realizing that that's the moments that matter the most. Cause they might not be late in game, like I was saying, but they might be sometime like early in the first half where it was like, Oh no, you switch onto a big, but you had to get him out of there. But and like that, that was a crucial point in the game. So you have to win. It's that gonna battle. come. Yeah, it's gonna come with those experiences of them, like the Providence or Xavier, who St. John's. It's gonna come with playing those teams and guys realizing, oh, we have to really play this physical for the whole game too. Because it's it's you, you, I've seen spurts where I'm like, oh, they look great post defense, beginning of the Villanova game. Jermaine Samuel's like off shooting jumpers from the post. I'm like, great, we'll live. And then later in the game, he's backing down, backing down. And you're like you know, that's where you got to really dial in, dial in and be able to later in the game, you know, still have that same toughness that you were drilling all week in practice being like, you know, they're going to whip it, leg whip to the post. It's going to happen. Are the guards going to be able to give us something for a possession? Are you going to be able to step up for that one possession? So it'll come with experience. These guys will find the same way they are learning offensively about which moments are actually bigger than they seem in games it'll happen on the defensive end for sure. Yeah. I'm really curious to see tomorrow night because I just think it's – if there's one team that consistently, you know, kind of draws a line in the sand about like, hey, you know, (laughs) there's like – this would be a good – Marcus Zagorowski would understand this reference, but Max Holloway is like a a really like just a dog of a fighter, right? And he'll there will be moments in a fight where he'll like literally point to the center of the octagon, like meet me here. We're about to like get in a phone booth and like slug this out. Like Providence is that team in the big East. Like they're like, 
they're like, meet us right here and let's figure out who's a bigger, badder dog, basically. So tomorrow is going to be interesting because that's kind of always who Providence is. Like their identity from a basketball standpoint is less defined than just like, hey, we're going to fight you tooth and nail for 40 minutes. And if you're tough enough to deal with that, you know, you'll probably come out on top. But if you're not, it's going to be a long night for you. So I'm curious to see how this team handles that because more so than the Nova game exposed that, the Providence game will, will do the same, right? Because they're just going to test you. They're going to test you mentally and physically more than any team would, right? I was trying to think back, definitely to your point, but I was trying to think back to all the games, all of my Providence at you know Creighton games that I was a part of. And I think the key is when Providence shoots well in those games, they're in it. Like they'll be in it. Like they, they'll out rebound us. I don't think they've never out even at home. They've out. They, like I remember every game being like, we got it. Like and it was a point. Mac would obviously make because they're just they've always been a great rebounding team, right? Because they pack it in. Mm-hmm. And Mac was like, if you guys win, like I remember, I forget which game it was, but he was like, if you guys win this rebounding battle and we win this game, like no practice tomorrow. And we, I don't think we won the rebounding battle. That's some like, serious motivation, though, right? Yeah, and it, but that's what I'm saying. It was serious motivation. You still didn't win the rebounding battle, I don't think. <laughs> don't quote me on that. But my point is, my point is that they're they're obviously always going to impose that 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 strength, that crash in the glass, that physical presence. But it's when they shoot well that they're dangerous. So you got to, you can't let them do both. You can't let them impose their will, like offensively physically and also shoot well so you got to take one away and obviously shooting is shooting but if they can limit them i think from the three-point line they'll be fine and they'll have a handle win at home like we've been able to do before but you just can't let them get hot and even late in the game can't let them eat up that's especially where we messed up because <laughs> yeah. you remember you remember the chiron cartwright game winner chiron Cart- yeah uh, yeah david duke went off in the second half you guys won yeah. that one but it was like it, it got messy for a minute, right? It was like, oh boy, yeah, let, yeah, yeah. And that's why they're a tough, they're a tough team to guard. Why? Because obviously you gotta have so much help in the paint, but you gotta be able to get back out to shooters. So yeah, it's a tough task. It's a tough task. They're a good team, but I think it'll be one of those games. Like I was just saying, one of those games that'll help Creighton. Like that's gonna be. They're gonna need to be able to play that physical to win games in the Big East tournament. So yeah, it'll be a good addition to like you know, like we said last year. You know, collecting collecting data. So this will this this will add to that. Yeah, this team's collecting a different like different set of data. Way different, way different type yeah. of hard drive. It's a yeah. whole different hard drive. Hard drive. The hard drive is all different. It's like it's yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. The software is totally different. <laughs> software, hard drive. I'm not sorry. I'm, I'm not. That I think it all. I think it all. I think it all works. It's all. It's all those all right. things. I think we're using the right terminology. I think. I don't know. All right. Cool. 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 Um. Yeah. Uh. It'll be here. It'll be interesting. I think uh, you know it's it's funny because uh, I'm not sure coming out of that week for the Jays, and we'll get to the rest of the Big East in a second. But um, coming out of that week for the Jays, like I don't know if people thought um, I don't know if people felt great about the Marquette win. I think it was more like a like a whew thing, like Creighton survived that game more than anything else because you know. Marquette feels like they're going to be a bottom half of the league Big East team, right? And then Creighton was up 17, and then they were down late, and then they were down in overtime, and it's like it felt like Creighton just kind of like survived that one. And then they got, 
you know, dog walked by Nova and it's like, Ooh, like what was that week of basketball? Like is Creighton kind of like, you know, you know, kind of like on fumes right now or, or are they getting figured out? And as it turns out like that Marquette win, actually, I feel differently about that than I did at the time. You know, I know, uh, obviously you'd like to see Creighton, you know, sustain the level of play they had going in. Like you're up 17 and you come out in the second half and bang three straight corner threes. Like, you want to keep that flow going. Right. But that's just not the reality of like big East basketball. Like there's every team's got some fight in them. Right. So Marquette, you know, came back credit to them for making it a game and taking control and feeling like they had an opportunity to win, but Creighton finding a way to win that game, starting with, you know, Alex O'Connell's big three at the buzzer and Hawkins big three on that pick and pop. Um, Roddy's drive at the end to seal it. Like, and then that, that win is aged pretty well, too. Like, it was a toughness win for Creighton because they had to, like, dig deep to get it done, right? And then Marquette just just absolutely smashes Providence um, and Georgetown. And it's like now they're like a top 50 net team all of a sudden. That's a quad one win for Creighton after, like, you know, five days of, you know, more basketball. And it's like, all right, maybe that, like, that's a win of a week for the Jays, right? You went on the road. At Marquette and at Villanova, and yeah, you got spanked like you got, you know, you got stepchild like big brothered at Villanova for sure. So that probably didn't feel great, but you still went one and one at Marquette and Nova, and on the season you got a split with the with Nova. Like that's everybody's in the Big East goal every single year is split with Nova, right? Like absolutely. And so, think about it. And during the game, I feel great about it because. I even it's aged like you said it's aged better than I thought because that first the Marquette game I just felt good because I was like that's fight like I was just like that was first of all it was extremely fun game to watch like super competitive yeah I mean very nerve wracking but like super competitive <laughs> you're like I might have been <laughs> but, throwing I might have been throwing appliances but yeah oh I, I was I was I I had a few in me at that point too so I was like <laughs> it was but anyway it was a fun game and I was like this it, it showed me a lot of fight I think my biggest takeaway was it from oh, they can win tough games on the road. Like, that was it. Simple as that. But I was like, that that shows a lot from a young team that was coming off a big win. Nova, that, that's a lot of fight. And then after that, obviously, the Nova was, okay, you split. But you have a win against Nova, who was supposed to win it, right? Got one. Mm-hmm. And then you have a win against Marquette, who I've said is the roller coaster of the Big East. And the thing about roller coasters is they go up, down and up again so like they've beaten they like they beat providence they they can lose they'll probably end up like losing to a bottom of the pack team at some point because they're very inconsistent to me for sure but they're good they're, they're still gonna pull off some wins here with mm-hmm. the rest of the season to go and that win is gonna i mean they, they embarrassed providence that was like it, yeah there, are, there aren't a yeah, bad matchup many, bad like, matchup for providence there are terrible matchups games providence. that are like hard to watch from a spectator's perspective where you're just like i don't care about either of these teams um, so there's no emotional investment there, but I'm watching that. I'm like, I feel really bad for Providence right now. They're getting like, this is embarrassing, you know, because they're, they're a good team, you know, like they had, a, they were having a really good season. And it's like, I don't know. And, and even watching the Creighton Nova game, the, you know, a day later, like, I didn't feel like Creighton got what Providence got. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause that's the thing that like I was it saying. Just felt it was, different. It was like, this doesn't was, feel as, as bad. Nova imposed like their will and their pace and just like what they wanted to do to Creighton. And it was just like in the second half, it just wore on them. 
Mm-hmm. I think the Marquette game was like a whop at halftime. Like it was, yeah, it was halftime, and you were like, "Nah, Marquette's just feeling was- like you know those days you go and hoop with one of your boys who's never like really hitting shots, but then one day he's just killing. That was Marquette that day. They just <laughs> they they woke up, they had their Wheaties, and they were they they were gonna win by twenty. So I think that I think that there was like they were they were whipping them so bad that. I think there was like a point where if you cut it off, like the last 11 minutes of the first half, Marquette could have like went scoreless and still been tied at halftime. That's how bad they were beating their ass. You know what I mean? They could have gone scoreless for like 11 straight minutes. Scoreless. Like not field goal droughts. I'm talking like points. Like they could have not scored a point and still been tied at halftime. That's how bad they were beating their ass. Like it was, it was that bad. And it's like, Jesus, if you're, so Providence fans had to watch that whipping because it basically was like 30 minutes. Like the first 10 was like, you know, they it was just like a slow sluggish kind of start. And then Marquette just whipped them. And it was like for 30 minutes, you just watch Providence just get embarrassed. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm certainly from Creighton's perspective, you got to be happy that Providence got a game in between there. Right. Because you wouldn't want them coming to Omaha off of that. Right. Because that would be. <laughs> that would be a really angry team <laughs> coming That'd in. Be very angry. Team. Yeah, yeah. Especially off was Watson in foul trouble that game because he only had eight points. I forgot what happened. Dude, I don't even. I don't. I don't. I don't even know. Like they just, just they disappeared before your eyes. It was. It was like Marquette was playing five on zero most of the time. Yeah, because I remember it was like. I, yeah, it was close within the first two minutes, and then it was not for the rest of the game. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I was like, ooh. And it just got uglier and uglier. Like, it felt like normally that's what Marquette women, like, that's what the women's basketball score looks like between Marquette and Providence. But, yeah, I never thought I would see that on the men's side. That's That was some wild shit. Yeah. Oh, my God, Providence, what are you doing? It's getting worse so, and worse. Hey, that, you called and- the timeouts, too. We called timeout. They do the in the huddle thing. And I think there was, like, maybe 11 minutes left in the second half. And they were down, like, 25 or something already. And he's just like, Let's just get better. Let's just get better the rest of this game. It's like they got worse. <laughs> it got worse. That, that's the worst. You know, you know the game is over when your coach comes in the huddle talking about some. Let's just take every possession to get better. Let's focus on us. The coach, they're a whole other team out there. What do you mean focus on us? <laughs> worst advice ever. Like those dudes aren't that's, those dudes are still dunking and flexing and talking shit. Yeah. Like, oh, focus on us right now. Hey, yo, coach, he's talking about my mom. How are we supposed to focus on us? Come on. Come on. Yeah, that was bad. But and honestly, they, they struggled a little bit against St. John's, but they got yeah. they made that run at the end to get it together. So, like, yeah, they at least got a feel-good win coming into Omaha. So they won't be smarting that bad from it. But like I don't know. I feel like let's start there because the, the way the Big East shakes out right now, Providence is the team that's sitting at the top of the standings in terms of like quad one wins. So maybe you know, I don't know. If you do, you feel any differently about the Friars now after watching what happened to them against uh, against Marquette, or what do you? I think, I don't know, what do you think? You still had questions about them. They were your team, like I, 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 I do have, I do have questions about them still because I think. My thing with Providence is it's they will, and it's hard to say because they did have a very successful, you know, um, non-conference like season. But yeah, I think when they get to Big East play, it's matchups. Their thing is matchups. If they're not playing a team that they can like 
match the style or impose their style on, they're not going to succeed. And so that's where I feel like they're going to struggle against the Marquettes, the Creightons, the Defile Butler. I mean, who else do I think? Honestly, it's really just the teams that want to play fast. And so, like, the Marquette, Creighton, I don't know who else wants. St. John's kind of wants to play fast, but they can't really shoot. Well, um, but they did struggle in that one. So you, but you, but you know, more importantly, like you think Tuesday night's a matchup advantage for the Jays. That's interesting. Yes, is it yes. because you think this team's this Creighton team's more physical on the defensive end, and they? Uh, yeah, and especially at home, I think enables them to be able to play at the pace that they want and control okay. that a lot better. Uh, and so, as long as they can get up their shots to the frequency, like as, as usual, mm-hmm. they'll be fine. But it's if they. If it becomes a game where, you know, the post touches are resulting in basket after basket for Providence where they're killing them on the glass and it's resulting in a lot of second chance points, that's not a game Crane's going to have a favorable matchup in. Yeah, this is going to be interesting for a couple of re- Well, first of all, like Ryan Kalkbenner, he's 100% good to go. Like, so he was hobbled with the ankle thing against Nova. Um, but looked he looked good early on. He, he looked, yeah, he looked good in practice today. Like, that's going to be – that's this is probably, what, the best big man matchup he's faced this season, right? Yeah, this will be a good one for him. Like, yeah, this so. will be a real – this will, I think this will be a real first time we get to actually see him, like, bang in the post mm-hmm. and actually, like, really contribute to the game, I, I think, uh, on the defensive side, like, once it comes down to the end. Yeah, it'll be – that's – That'll be a fun little matchup there, Nate Watson versus Ryan Kalkbrenner. Yeah, I don't know. I, I certainly think this Creighton team has – shown you know some good fight defensively for a pretty consistent portion of the season i think you can like um to the point where you can probably uh confidently say it's part of who they are you know where you like all right what's creighton gonna do on a nightly basis well i think they're gonna sit down and guard i think they're gonna you know be tough on the defensive end like i just think their their toughness where they kind of lack toughness is offensively like they're just you know, when teams get physical with them and, you know, just break their rhythm or throw curveballs at them from a, whether it's a token little press or, you know, some kind of, you know, whether they take away their top two options defensively and make Creighton kind of, um, you know, go to options, you know, C and D. I think that's where the Jays struggle offensively. So that'll be, from this matchup standpoint, that's probably going to be where we'll have to see. Because, you know, you just know Providence is going to be prepared defensively. Like, they're just going to – they're just – that's what they always do, you know. Um, so, like, Ken – Ken Roddy, Andronikashvili, and Trey Alexander, and um, Arthur Kaluma, can they make enough plays, uh, you know, with their matchups to the to the point where it just frees up Nemhard – um, Hawkins, O'Connell, just to, like take a little bit of pressure off those guys, you know, like right. don't make those dudes have to score like 60 or 50, you know, just like make a play here or there that just makes Providence go, oh shit, we got more problems here tonight than just the top two or three. You know? And that's the game, right? That's the game because it's going to be, I mean, when you get to Big East play at this point in the season, it's like, your best two options are always going to cancel out, right? That's why I feel like it is like, it, like you or your best two guys, right? I don't, I don't know. However, you want to shake it out, right? Yeah. So for Creighton, it's going to be like Nemhard, and then I think like 
I guess your transition threes. I'll just say that. But is it, it, it it's like you're saying, are the wing guys, role guys, is Trey Alexander going to be able to give us enough? Is Arthur Kaluma going to get it going enough, especially like on the glass, like where he's able to help out in this kind of game? Um, and especially I look to guys like, I'm interested to see how you feel about this too, because I was thinking about this last game. I'm looking for guys like Keyshawn Faisal to play a big point in this game, especially on the glass and defending a guy like Nate Watson, right? Yeah. Um, and especially because I think last game, he sh- I see in him like that struggle to really establish like that. Because I, th- I feel like in the Creighton offense, when you're that backup big that's out there to like come and, you know, set the screens, roll hard, run the floor, it's sometimes difficult to get in a rhythm. And I feel like he's kind of in that right now where he's he's struggling to find a rhythm. A little bit as, down, yeah, yeah. As a backup big, because I felt like early on it was a lot easier. And because he's such a good athlete, it's very easy to impose your will on some of those teams that played in the non-conference. But now he's really trying to find, like, I guess his niche. So I'm interested to see where he's good, like where his certain where his impact will really be for this team, whether it's defensively, but I think we'll figure out a lot from a game like this, like, cause this is a game he can have a significant impact on. Yeah. Um, Xavier's next on our list. They're, I mean, they're just doing their thing, man. 12 and two, two and one in the league. I think their only loss is to uh, Nova on the road. Um, they got three quad one wins and they just went uh, to Hinkle, which <laughs> that's a fun little rivalry because like, I don't know. There's like a big, big brother, little brother dynamic going on there where like Xavier just like kind of punks Butler a little bit and Butler fans hate it, but Xavier fans love beating their ass. So like, I don't know. That's always a fun little game, a little underrated game, I think. Um, but yeah, Xavier went in there and did their thing, man. Like Kunkel, Adam Kunkel had 25 points, hit four threes. Like he lit them up. Like, and Butler just, I don't know. They got the win over DePaul. So that was, you know, big for just getting a win over DePaul because you when you played DePaul at home, you got to beat them. So that's like that's step one of being a good Big East team. Yeah, uh, actually, actually. <laughs> but I don't know, man. I think they're gonna get buried a little bit. They just don't. They just don't look great. Like I think no Butler. Oh, okay. So like, you know what I mean? Like they just, I don't know if they're going to, I don't know if they're going to be able to beat who they need to beat to get to like the top half of the league. They're just, they're just overmatched. It looks like, you know, and I just don't know if there's any answers there. I feel, I feel a lot differently about them now than I did going into the year. So I don't know. Xavier, Xavier Xavier had an easy time. It looks like my thing, nothing Butler does looks easy. Like nothing. Yeah. Right. It's like, it looks like, it looks like everything that you're trying to get is very difficult. And like, I noticed it even just, if you look at their time of possession, just like the average time of possession, I, I would put money on the, they probably lead the league because, or not lead the league, like they're time like, of, that they go, slowest like time they go, time they go into the shot clock with put it without putting up a shot, because I don't think they know what their best shot is. Yeah. Like, could you tell, could you tell me what Butler's best shot is? Because I'm like, when I look at their team, I look at their roster and I can't think of the, like, I look at every other team and I can think of the most high percentage shot for that team. Mm-hmm. Butler, I'm like, ah, uh, in a half court, even. I'm not saying a transition yeah. layer. Yeah. Butler's, uh, Butler's 347th in the country in adjusted tempo. Yeah. So <laughs> Villanova is actually still slower than that. But that's because wow. Villanova's deliberate, though. Like they have the ability. It's, yeah, it's still like 
Butler, I'm not sure it's deliberate. Like we're right. Like that, it looks I, difficult. It looks like they're, they're looks, struggling to score. Like because they what they're good at. Especially the alarm to me went off when I was watching the DePaul game, and I saw them like get into the paint for like twice, and guys were like hesitating whether they didn't know whether to take a floater, a jumper, or kick mm-hmm. it out to. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, this is a team that doesn't even know. What shots they really want to take, and they were putting them up. I feel, I feel like dumb that I can't even answer that question. Like, what does Butler want offensively? I'm not I, sure. I, I'm not, and I think that's their problem. Yeah, because even if I said like they want to get into the paint, that's a little bit like that's a little bit like too simple, right? Like, what are they looking for when they get there? Are they looking for, like you said, are they looking for floaters? Are they trying to get the rim? Are they trying to get NZ and Golden touches? Like. And if that's the case, why? Because those guys aren't really like, you know, upper echelon, big East bigs, right? Don't shoot, you know? don't so shoot like, a high, don't shoot a great, they don't even shoot a great percentage from there. Like, yeah, I'm not, yeah, that's a good question. I'm not sure because they don't even really, you know, even if Aaron Thompson can get in there and, you know, spray or find a little drop off to, to the big guys, right? Like, I don't even know if there's enough pieces around him for him to do that on a consistent basis. Like, if you plug the lane on Butler, like, and just make them play over the top of you, I, it feels like that's a pretty easy recipe for success yeah. against them, you know? Like, or at least, and, and even if they do get going offensively to some degree, like, you can match it because you're, you have more firepower than them. Most teams yeah. would, right? They're like, the one team I really, I really couldn't tell you what their best shot is. Or like, if it was, because think about it, late game, you down one. Your butler, what what's your what, what are you what, what are you play? looking for? Yeah. Who are you going to? What's your play? I had no idea. And, and what you know what? Going. That's a part of that's like part of that could be weaponized for them because like if you're a right. like, defense, right. like, who good do we point. good point? We stop? But they also don't have a reliable like big game. I'm gonna finish. I'm gonna win this. Like a Kamar Baldwin, you know, when they had Kamar Baldwin, like everybody knew the ball was going to Baldwin, but he was just right. such a gamer. It was like it doesn't matter if you know it's coming to me. Yeah, I can I can do it over a double team, triple team, it's whatever. Yeah, and he had the crazy release. Like he had he had a go-to, he was gonna stop on a dime, pull up his release. Doesn't matter if he were there because it's yeah. like they don't have anybody who I'm like, no, he 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 he'll get a bucket. Mm-hmm. No, really you know, know, it goes back to some of the, one of the things we said like earlier earlier this year. It's like when you look at who who the like who's the who are the teams every year who are contending for the big east title and um kind of like carrying the flag for the big east on a season by season basis like whoever it is if it's a different group of teams regardless like it's always more it always leans more to them being how it always leads more to what their ceiling is offensively doesn't it absolutely absolutely so yeah like when you're trying to map out like what what's butler capable of in the big east this year them having a pretty like low offensive ceiling and us having a bunch of questions about who their go-to guys are is like says a lot it's a problem right now we should already know like what they want and we don't and that's that's kind of an issue like i don't know how many more wins they're gonna find in this league if they don't have you know they're gonna struggle they're gonna struggle it's it's just i just don't like it i just i just feel differently about it i don't know yeah no they're gonna struggle this year for sure but Xavier, though, on yeah. the other hand, Xavier. Xavier on the other hand. Because I thought you were trying to tell me Xavier is not impressive. Xavier, I do find very impressive. 
They look good. They have they they have put together some really nice wins. I think the hesitancy I had at the beginning of the year with Scruggs kind of being their primary ball handler, which he still is. Yep, I am. But Dewan Odom's playing a lot better. Like so, I've, yeah. There's that. They, that they, they, can, they can they can do things from a matchup standpoint there where like if Odom's in the game, they can put Scruggs off the ball and things like that. But and who's yeah. the other kid too? I'm forgetting his name right now. I don't even know. Do they have a other one? I think most of you guys are wing players. But yeah, you know the, the Kobe, Kobe Jones. I thought was gonna he he played well in non-conference, but he yeah. threw up some duds. No, just, I think he'll play better. I think he'll play better as the Big East season goes on. I think he's finding his footing for that team. Kind of hard. Um, like I was saying with Scruggs being that primary ball handler, but. I think now that they've kind of just made that their identity and kind of just been like, yeah, we're going to let Skirks create. And if he can create 25 for Adam Kunkel, then so be it. So <laughs> that's kind of, the, that, that's kind of what they're going to live and die by. But that's my point. Like that's a team that you're like, okay, I see what they are. Cause offensively you at least get what they're trying to do. Yeah. I mean like Fremantle and Nunji is a, that's a rare combination because not many teams in the league have that uh, level of production at the at those positions, especially with the way they play, like, you know. Um, and, and both of them have the ability to step out and shoot threes. Like, that's the other part of it. Like, they're versatile. They, they seem more like traditional bigs, but they have some versatility to their game, and then they're just monsters in the in, inside, you know what I mean? Like, they're tough to deal with. So Xavier is weird because they, like, I don't know. They're boring in a good way. Like, they're just reliable. Like, you know that they're going to be a tough out every single night and that most nights they'll be the most talented team on the floor at multiple positions. Um, so, yeah, they're probably just going to – they're probably going to always be at the top this year. Like, they probably won't – they're easy, They're probably easily a top three Big East team this year. You know what I mean? I think that was a good way to put it because they don't have the most exciting dudes, but they have the most solid dudes. Yes, yes, exactly. They have they definitely have the like most I'm not solid sure. Dudes. I'm not sure any of them are gonna win Big East Player of the Year. But no, no, exactly. But I bet you, but yes, I bet you yes, they're gonna I bet yes. they're gonna rack up a bunch of wins anyway. They'll rack up a bunch of wins because they have Nudgy and Fremantle are boring basketball players, but they are so reliable. And Nate Johnson is just like sharpshooter. Kobe yep. Jones is that dude like who can just get buckets in a different different ways. Good playmaker with good size, and then Scruggs is your like your unicorn, right? He's like yep. he looks like he should be playing the two or the three, but you got him playing the one, and you know he's six foot five, six foot four. Like he can defensively, he can create problems for your point guard, and you know he's just solid enough on that end of the floor for himself to make his team, you know, operate efficiently. Like I just, and then you got Kunkel, who's just like this he, dude just uh, running around the floor waiting to catch and shoot all night, and then uh, now and you got like, me. Yeah, and then Dewan Odom coming off the bench with his athleticism. It's like they've got dudes all over the place, you know? Like they're they're well put together squad. I'm excited. You got me hyped for the Creighton game now. <laughs> so, Creighton's got to go. That's a Saturday morning game. That one's like 11 a.m. Yeah, Saturday, Saturday morning, 11, January 15th. How do you feel about an 11 a.m. tip at Cintas? How do you how do you like that? How do you? I absolutely love it. I love, love Cintas. <laughs> you, you do love Cintas. Cintas is like one of my favorites. You're, you're sick in the head that way. I don't know why. Yeah. Maybe I saw because I saw Bill Murray freshman year. Okay. All right. Starstruck. No, you were a Starstruck. No. 
Nah, I do like it. It's 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 a fun because it's just such a modern arena. It's a fun place to play. Yeah. I think I've said this before on this podcast though, because it's the crowds behind you. So after you win, which we did my freshman year, you get to turn around, wave to all the people that were talking shit all game. Thank you, and go home. <laughs> You got to give them that Caitlin Clark, like, come on, bring it. Exactly. Oh, that was great. How great was that? Isn't she a badass? She's a nice, she's she's bad. I love, she's, she's bad because I love, like, I love the way she talks to the refs too, because the refs will be like, trying to be like, don't. And I'm like, and she'll just be, I don't know what she's saying, but she's like, come on, you know, and she probably saying something along, come on, you know, in the men's game, they do this all the time. Let me rock. (laughs) Come on. Like, relax like let me talk my junk like yeah hey I'll, i'm all for it like she almost dropped the triple double with a 30 piece like yeah you can talk ref was trying to be like ref was trying to be like yo calm down what talk you, all that i would have been like go look at my go to the scorebook and look at my stat line tell me yeah. to calm down i just tried I'm, I'm at 31 right now what are you talking yeah, about 12 yeah. dimes you see this <laughs> stuff get out of my face um yeah she's nice okay. who's next we talk, we talk about Nova yet? Seton Hall. Seton Hall. Seton Hall, Seton Hall just beat UConn. Oh, my God. That game was insane. Oh, we have to. Oh, my God. We should have done the whole podcast we, on that game. Can we – you want to start with UConn? Dude. <laughs> um, no. I like – I hate no, – I hate no, – I hate, I'm hate yeah, on UConn yeah, right now. Same, same. All right. We'll yeah. get there then. Like, we'll Seton, we'll Seton there. Hall, though, like – there we go. Let's you know what? I, you know what I like best about that win is like when UConn got back in the league, they like they started trying to be like bullies again, and they they picked on their old like Providence and Seton Hall. Like they identified those two as like the the little brothers of the Big East because that's what they were when UConn was like. In they were the like, league. oh, let's pick the two. Well, besides St. John's, let's pick the two closest schools to like yeah. try to try to bully. What? Yeah, and the and the funny part is like. Providence went into UConn and beat them first game of the Big East, and then Seton Hall does it right here. It's like, it's just, it's a little bit funny to me that they tried to flex on those two like right away, and then the results aren't. I don't know, dude. I just get this Husker football vibe out of UConn right now. Like, they talk too much. They haven't, they haven't, they haven't like backed it up enough, and it's it's cracking me up because I'm like, are you gonna start backing it up at some point, or is this just who you are? Like. Is this what the Big East warned us about? Like, we don't want UConn back because they just make a bunch of noise and then they just do this shit? Or, like, when does the winning start, I guess, is my question. Like, when so, do, when, I'm, when I'm do they start? St- I'm going st- to start with Seton Hall before I have to make my <laughs> goal. That's right. Before I have to talk about UConn. <laughs> but so Seton Hall, again, like, uh, offensively, we're talking about go to a shot you want. Mm-hmm. Seton Hall has shots they want from multiple guys. Yeah. Jared Roden's playing crazy this year. Bryce Aikens found his niche with this team, and everyone's falling in line. Like they, they seem to have a like a, a solid. They have pieces. They have really good pieces that work with each other. I think of any team, I'm the most impressed with how they've gelled. Like how their all their pieces have kind of gone together. I didn't know how that was going to work. I think. And your boy Bryce was your boy Bryce was nasty. It's 20, 22 and seven. Bryce Bryce has been nasty. killing. Yeah. Bryce has been killing. I did not think he would have this much success this early on. Yeah. I thought he would get into a groove, but the fact that he's coming out in it is huge for them. I think it's going to pay dividends for them going into like tournament play because they'll have you know 
reliable having a reliable ball handler period is just huge in the Big East. And, and how about and then could argue Richmond had a career high twenty seven like that was like his best game of his life right there. It's like that's what I'm saying. So that's what I mean. They got the pieces. They got they got they got so dudes all over. They and they, they have still have Miles Kale and Roden like you said. Yeah, exactly. Miles yeah. Kale Roden on the wings. Like they have the pieces to be mm-hmm. a very good Big East team that could potentially win that tournament. I think, but. Let's talk about UConn. Let's talk UConn. <laughs> you just want to switch right away. You're like Seton Hall. Is, <sighs> you don't want to mention. No, I'm giving. I gave Seton Hall high praise. Like I'm, okay. I'm giving them high praise because a That's team that got. I think can okay. they can contend for a big. Like from what I've seen out of them, they are a dangerous team that can win the Big East. Like yeah. and win the Big East tournament for sure. I'll give them that. Yeah, I just, I, yeah, I'm not really sure because like Nova went in there and beat them already, um, and then they already have a loss to Providence. Um, but yeah, it, I, it's like hard to it's hard to disagree with you because I think they're gonna get better, you yeah. know. Like, they're, well, they're legit. I think they're like of the teams. Bryce staying healthy is important. They that dude very important. He has never they, he hasn't had one season where he stayed healthy. So I'm still waiting. Like I'm like, uh, is he gonna actually manage it? If he stays healthy this whole year, though, I think they're gonna get a lot better as the year goes. Definitely, on. I'm glad you brought that up because they're they have the biggest if too. Because like I think if yeah. one of their pieces goes yeah. down. They are the most impacted by just one piece going down mm-hmm. more than any other team. Like even a Miles Kale goes down, that's not the same team. Jared Roden goes down, not the same team yeah. at all. Like those those three, I think specifically. Um, but yeah, they, they're they're definitely where they are now. Definitely only getting better. And if they can stay healthy, one of the better teams and a legit team. Yeah, I'm rocking with that. <laughs> and now <laughs> let, let's let's talk about you. I you know what I said I like that they talk. That's the other part of it. That's the tough part of it for me is I don't I love trash talk. So I like that they do that like unapologetically. I love that part of them. But damn, dude, you gotta win too. Like you can't hey. just talk and lose. Last year they talked so much. It, even the, just like just the Creighton game. They played Creighton three times and they talked so much shit. And they lost all three games. I'm gonna say this one time. They went oh three. They were they came in like, all right, it's our league again now. And they went 0-3 against Creighton. Like I, I came to this conclusion yesterday. UConn are some frauds. That's it. They're oh, just some frauds. Oh, you're gonna bring out the F word. There's oh. some frauds. They I they <laughs> they are. They are. They taught this, but it's it's the play. I don't even Let's let's take the talk aside mm-hmm. and all of like the we're going if nobody does win, it's gonna be us. We're take the talk aside. The way that they play is so like not bully. Yeah, I'm like, I don't get I don't Doesn't get it feel it. like they're playing like, like a like a like a five on five on the blacktop, like where it's just like yeah, they play like a like a like a bad open gym team. Yeah. Like you know, that's open the- gym team that's like, all right, you shoot, you shoot this time, I'll shoot next time. You shoot uh-huh. this time, I'll shoot. Uh-huh. Like, and all do you? Everyone's taking turns, like trying to get theirs. And I'm like, how is this sustainable? No one's gonna <laughs> win a game playing like this. No one. They have none. How? Tell me. I'm watching the game, and I'm like, if I was playing on this team, I would be so fr- How do you get in a rhythm? How? What? What? No, no player on their team has gotten into a shooting rhythm all year long. Maybe some have hit two shots back to back. Cool, because they go to a high hand. They do that, obviously, but they don't. They don't have a. 
there's no rhythm. It's not like, oh, we're looking for this corner three, this guy here. No, because they one, I don't think they can shoot it that well. Definitely can't shoot three ball that well. I think they're inconsistent with that. And I don't know what they're, I, I don't know what they're like. They, they don't impose offensively. Like no one I'm scared is going to catch it on the block, make a move, score. Like, and that's what I thought they were going to be. Or, oh, this guy's going to dunk on me. I don't think some of those dudes who can dunk on you have the coordination to in a game. So I don't know. They might be some frauds. And I, I, I think so. They might be. And I think so. I don't think uh, the skills not adding up to the hype. It's not what I'm seeing. Isn't adding up to the hype. The thing, the thing that's tough too, is like, <laughs> they, they should be, they're supposed to be tougher defensively. I thought like, Oh, they're supposed to be way tougher. I thought there's I open thought, doors. I there's thought. open doors. I saw multiple open doors yeah. in that game. Yeah. In their last game. <laughs> I thought they were supposed to be hell on earth to score against. And I'm like, Marquette had good stretches against them. Seton Hall put up like well over one point per possession against them. Uh, you know, like I just don't the Auburn game was a shootout. Even though they won that game, it was like that, like you didn't stop shit in that game. Uh, they that, didn't stop and that's state. the thing. That's what I'm. I and think I'm just like, they play. I'm just like, like a, when do you when do you turn into this like this team that's like late Where's the hellacious defense at? Like, where's that? I thought that's I don't who, think they know. What I thought that that's who they were. I thought they were supposed to be like this big physical, like Providence think, on steroids type of team. Where it's just like if you get forty, like thank heaven. You know what I mean? Like, I where is that I, at? I don't think they know what that means in the Big East yet. I don't. And maybe like, last oh, year you know, they're not built for it yet. You don't think? Not yet. Well, they haven't, mind you. All right, let's let's disclaimer here. Let's remember that last year was the COVID season, so there was no chance. So I don't think UConn got a taste of what it was like to play in the Big East yet. Yeah, you played the Big East teams for sure, Mm -hmm. but you didn't play in the environments. You didn't play in like when it was like I I don't know. It's I just feel like it's different now. You don't think they're reacclimated yet. Is what you're saying. Not yet. No, it's going to take them some time too. I don't think it's going to take already, them. But you already called them frauds, though. So, like, are we? Giving, no, I did. Are we giving them a pass? Or are we calling them frauds? What are we doing? No, I called them frauds. I, I, I'm, I, I no, say things they're... and I stand on them. Okay. I wouldn't have said right. that if I'm not going to stand on them. I'm standing. Yeah, gonna, yeah, I was making sure. Yeah, there's some frauds. I don't. I really don't think they can shoot the ball consistently. Like they, they haven't shown me enough. I don't like know. it'll be there sometimes, but it won't be there when it. I, I mm-hmm. just the other part of it is too. Like they're they're. Uh, they're like go to. We need a bucket here. Bad like execution, whatever you want to call that, is a mess. You know what I mean? Like that. It's funny because they'll like they'll go, you know, they'll look like gangbusters the whole game, and then it's like okay, it's a tie game, or we're down one here, or we're down whatever. We need it. We need it. We need something. We need something good. A good look. You know what I mean? They have not pull up, to- pull up two at the elbow <laughs> to pull up two at the elbow. Like, bro, what? Dude, this is 2K. What I'm are gonna, you doing? I'm gonna, I'm gonna set a side ball screen in front of Seton Hall's bench and like get trapped, spinning around it. I'm trying to spin through it, lose the ball, like shit my pants. Like, what? What was that? I have no it, it was like you play this beautiful game where it's like back and forth heavyweight fight, and that's your late game execution. Like, and my, that's my point. What was? 
what was what was going to come of that? Like, yeah, why? I don't even know this because the screen was there for there. Why for would you ever set a side ball screen right there? Like, what would you? T- what are you looking? That's at? what I'm saying. Where was he going? Where was he going? Where yeah. was, what was the plan? What was the plan? What was if, if even if you even if you set the screen and like got the advantage? Like, what was the what was happening out of that? You know, I have no idea. I have no idea where he was going. But <laughs> that's the, hey, you've you've shrunk the floor. Seton Hall's defense is loaded up to you. Like, why are you initiating? They're that? like, yeah, let's 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 use like a John ja Morant screen up here. Like, this is the NBA, yeah, exactly. Like, so That's he can get down, problems. Yeah, so he can get so he can get downhill, make a euro and dunk it for the game. <laughs> what? No, in no world is that going to happen. <laughs> You're all not built like that. That's no. Yeah, I I'm with you. Like that was that was it's that's their problem though. Like it, it, same thing as West Virginia. Like that game was like. All right, here's here's you got the ball, and you got to do something with it. You got to get a good look, otherwise you're gonna lose. West Virginia, that game with those situations, it's like they just they just they're just a mess. That was to me their West Virginia game was the game of the bailout shots. They took so they bailed West Virginia out so many possessions. West Virginia played great defense. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna knock that, but they there were so many possessions where it was like. They made one more to threes, and I was like, oh, you should shoot that. And then they did a one more to a guy who probably – I don't know their shooting percentages. I have no idea. But they were making one more to guys who were just clanking it left and right or then getting in the paint and then getting in the – like attacking a closeout, getting in the paint, kicking out to another just – a yeah. three that probably West Virginia, it, from the looks of it, wanted them to take – what do I know? I didn't know that scouting report. <laughs> I don't know. They're, they talked, though. I like that they talk. I just wish they would win more because it would be fun to, you know. I don't know. Yeah, this is a bunch. There's a I bunch just don't think. I just don't think you can talk that much and then the constantly, way. like constantly fall short. You can't just, you know, because then you're just the team that everybody loves to beat, and you're not the team that like can do anything about it. Like I laughed last year because I know like they talked after they they beat DePaul's ass in that Big East quarterfinal, right? And they were talking a mess about like getting that third shot at Creighton back at MSG. It's like their home away from home, right? Like um, the Big East tournament is UConn's tournament, and it's like. And then I know the Creighton guys like were motivated by that. Like, okay, we already beat you twice, and your boy went off for forty, and we still won. Like, you know, that was like your best night of the year, and we still beat you. Like he he forty pieced us, and we still won that game, and. And then here you are talking like, oh, the third time is going to be different. Like it's at MSG. This is where we, this is our show. Like we run this league. And it's like, I, and I know when Creighton won that game, it was like, I mean, you saw the emotion from like Marcus and all those dudes that felt like the Big East title game. Cause it was like, UConn put so much energy into trying to punk uh, Creighton in that game. And they still lost. And it's like, when do you win? When does that happen? Yeah, but that's also you gotta give like because Creighton's just actually been there. Like UConn can say yeah, whatever no, they but- want about it being their shit, but like in the past like eight years, who's really been on that MSG floor? Like no, and I, mean, I know it was like a whole squad that like wasn't even really there the year before, like obviously because got shut down, but still like Creighton has way more of a rep in the bees over the past eight years, so Watch who you talk about, UConn. Like, that's that, that's they point. don't talk like, like that. In the past, like, they don't talk like Creighton yeah. belongs. No, with, like, like, yeah, that's what I mean. It's like, well, why, why would you? In the, like, 
You gotta. I just need you to win. Yeah. I need you to win more. Yeah. I love that you talk. Win I one big I, I love. I love your like, confidence. Win, I love your swagger. Yeah. But you gotta win more. Especially if you're gonna pick For on sure. Seton Hall. It and makes Providence. it fun. Yeah. Yeah. If you're gonna don't, pick, on, if you're gonna pick you on, can't. you're gonna pick on Seton Hall and Providence as like the little brother. Your little brothers in this league. You gotta beat them. You gotta. You just can't. Yeah. You can't catch L's like that if you're gonna talk like they don't belong in your, on your level, right? Yeah. Like you can't. Like little brother can't like, beat your ass. Like that's. Don't that say happen. anything. Because like we're what a year past, like Seton Hall, us and Nova split for the like championship like my senior year. Yeah. What, what year did Seton Hall win? Like that was, whatever year that was, and then. Providence has a big East tournament championship somewhere in there. Yeah, don't come back and call out those teams. Like, not, not like win a big East game first and then like win a big East like tournament game first or like be competitive, be a top three team in the league mm-hmm. before you start saying anything. Well, that's the other, that's that. Yeah, that's, that's like Seton Hall is two and two in the league this year. They were 10 and nine last year. Um, 13 and five, the two years ago, your senior year was. Where they tied for the league title, but they were nine and nine, ten and eight, ten and eight the three years that before. So it's not like you know, if UConn's coming in there saying Seton Hall's little brother to them and Providence is little brother to them, then UConn needs to be like thirteen and five or or thirteen and seven, fourteen and six, like fifteen and exactly. five. Exactly. There, ha- you have to like, you yeah. can't just say that they're not on your level and then not separate yourself from them. You know what I mean? And then have the same record. Yeah, yeah. You can't do that. Yeah. You can't do that. Yeah. That's so like, I, that's I need, like people. That's like people. Yeah. I need to see something from UConn. I'm not. Yep. I'm not saying they're not that team or they won't be that team, but right now they're just like, they're more talked than they are. Nah, even they need to show me a lot more. Cause even if they pulled off, I'm trying to think, even if they beat, even if they beat Creighton once, or beat Nova once, or beat Xavier once. Like that doesn't show. I need a string of something that I can believe in for them. I can't. Like they can't give me one good win, and I'm like, okay, they're they're legit. They're not frauds anymore. No, mm-hmm. they're frauds until I have at least three games where I can call them not frauds. How about that? Yeah, I yeah, I need to see some. I need I just need to see because I can't look at I can't look at I can't look at. Mm, Three of their games and be like, that's a legit team. All re- all they got, all they're giving us right now is excuses. And it's not like they're not credible ones. Yeah. Like I get, I understand COVID pauses and injuries mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I get it. Yeah, no, I get it. You can't reasons, always reasons, but yeah, but you can't always never overcome mm-hmm. that. You know, like you got to overcome it. Sometimes. Yeah, reasons run out. Yeah, yeah. Like Book Knight dropped forty and you lost to Creighton. Still, you were healthy. You were you had him healthy and ready to go at MSG and the J still won. Like you never beat Nova, you just lost to Seton Hall. You lost to Providence at home. That was supposed to never happen in ever. Like that was supposed to never happen. They came into the league like, okay, Providence's days of like competing for the top of the league are over now because we recruit the same players and we're better than them. So we'll get all the good players. They'll get all the bad ones. Like that's how they came in talking. And then they t- they can't they can't lose hey, those cool. teams hey. like that. You can't lose oh, those. And Cooley said, "Hey, Cooley says, yeah. says psych." Yeah, like oops. You thought like that's you what thought. <laughs> uh who's next? Let's give Marquette some shine, right? Like 
They had a yeah, good my week. favorite roller coaster in the Big East. My favorite, favorite roller coaster in the Big East. So. Our, uh, were, did we disagree on if we thought DePaul was going to win more games, or did we? I think I was the one who was higher on DePaul, so that didn't age well. I'm not. That's not going well so far. Yeah. I think you were the one who said. I think you were the one who had Marquette in that little poll, right? I it was it was Marquette or um, DePaul. Yeah. But I think you were yeah, the. I, oh, I think you were I coming from Marquette's perspective, and I was coming from DePaul's perspective. I'll have to go back and listen, but I'm pretty sure that's how. I want to look up. I'm glad. No, I, I'll go find that. I'll go find how the poll came. I'm pretty we sure gotta, Marquette won that poll. Uh, we gotta let the listeners know how it shook out. Because I bet a lot of people were on the poll. I think. I think it. I think they did. Let's find it. It's a good poll. I mean, but either way, Marquette had a crazy week. Even though it was like, even though Georgetown was the other team, like Georgetown's probably going to battle for 10th or 11th at best. Like Marquette's still whipping Mar- like Providence and Georgetown back to, oh, what the fuck? My bad. <laughs> I don't know. Welcome what back. Yeah. Glad to be back. It's all good, man. Yeah, we we're technical difficulties. A little bit. We 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 expect those on this scurry in the scroll. Mm-hmm. Well, of course. Um yeah, but like I was saying, either way, like Marquette. Um I don't know. Like I, I don't I still don't love them because they're just chaos, but you, I told you they're my favorite roller coaster. Yeah. They're gonna be up and down. They're going to have games where you're like, this is a really bad team. And then you're going to have games where you're like, oh, my God, they're very competitive, and this is a good team that they're playing. So they're, they'll be fun to watch. I'll give them that. I'll give yeah. them that. The other, the, the other part of it is, too, like, I'm not even sure I'll go as far as, like, this is a really bad team. I just think there will be moments where it's like, what is this exactly? Like, what's the – Right. Is this right. the plan? Like, is this what Probably they – Probably a better way to put it. Is this the, what they expected to do what, today? Like, is this – is all this stuff that's happening on the screen right now? Is that like how they prepared? Like, was that the all... plan? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> is this all <laughs> even? Even their wins, it's like I want to be the reporter after the game. That's like, ah, uh, excuse me, did you guys mean to win that way? And they're gonna be like, nope, <laughs> not at all, not at all. We yeah, had no idea. We just put it in the basket more times than the other team. Mm-hmm. Like, we just chased the ball around and <laughs> tried to do stuff with it when we got it. Yeah. I don't know, but I honestly, it's hard not to be impressed because, like, whatever they did to Providence was, it, like I said, it was embarrassing for Providence. And then, yeah, I didn't expect Georgetown to uh, to win, but I mean, they, I didn't, you know, I also didn't expect Marquette to to put another whooping on a team right after that. I think I think I expected like a low point, you know, like where they would come down a little bit and and play to Georgetown's level. To, to a degree and then like maybe win you know a 75 70 type of game uh, uh, no they beat their ass again <laughs> so that's two straight ass weapons Marquette's laid out there so it's like okay all right I see you yeah I, I see yeah. what you're capable of 
See, and that makes you like, they, that makes you dangerous because they're gonna they're gonna gain momentum, get like one more win, start feeling good about themselves, and go mm. on like a two two game losing streak. It'll be awesome. I'm excited. Yeah, the thing that's gonna maybe that's <laughs> exciting about Marquette basketball is like there are some teams that you can tell they're front runners a little bit, and I don't think Marquette's a front running team. I think they have some you know, some resiliency to them because they, you know, they battled back against Creighton and um, they've grinded out some wins against like, you know, Illinois, Kansas State, things like that. So, and they didn't lay down for UConn or Xavier when they were chasing the game. So I don't think they're front runners. That's probably not the best way to put it. But when they do start front running, it it gets out of hand. You know what I mean? Like they start feeling yeah. themselves and it just turns, it looks real fun. They look like they, that team has like a, you know, when things are going well for them, they really turn it on. <laughs> like that—that's yeah. the only way I can describe it. I guess I don't know if that makes when they're sense. good. When, when they're good, they're good. When they're bad, they're bad. I don't. Like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I guess that's the best analogy I can give for them. It's weird to have a roller coaster team, though, right? Like, oh, it's fun. We haven't had one. Would you, have care. you ever been? Have you ever been on a roller coaster team? And you're like even <sighs> going back to like high school AAU. I don't even know what it would be like. Hey, you have definitely been on some roller coaster teams. Okay. When I was playing for Expressions, we were definitely a roller coaster team where when we were in the EY, my first year in the EYBL, I was on a roller coaster team where it was like. So what's that we, like emotionally? Like when you don't even know who you are when you show up until it, until it starts. Well, that's the thing. It, it, yeah, it's tough. Cause you go into, we would go into weekends, like, you know, you play like three games. And so we would always like be like, at the beginning of the year, like we would win like two, two, one, two, one, and then you're like, oh, we're not that good. And so then you just start like winning one consistently. And then by the end of the year, you're like, oh, if we could just get one. Because it's so you go into it and you're like, <laughs> you're like, you just want to get that one <laughs> and so you yeah. want it to be the first one. So you get momentum, but usually it's just that last game you like man, let's just get one, man, please. Like, and so it's really just, you have to, like, everything you are, has to So click. you are like a data it takes too team much, because it you takes, don't know who you're, It takes yeah. too much. It takes too much for everything to click. Okay. When it takes too much for everything to click, that's not good. So there is no, you don't get on a roll. You just take it a day at a time. You're like, let's see who we are today. And Yep. And it's, it's awful. It's awful. Especially when you're playing teams who know damn well who they are. Yeah. Like, damn. Y'all got a point guard, a, a scoring wing, a defensive wing, a scoring big and defensive big. Damn, we're and ident- an identity, and that looks fun. yeah. <laughs> it's over for us, man. But it was planned to what it, you're it, doing. I, I don't know, but it was like when you're on a roller coaster team, it's just those games, like you're saying, where you start off hot. Yeah, you're just like, let's keep it. When your boys hits three threes, start the game. You're like, we're winning this game. Let's go. You figure it out, but. It's not a it's not a fun place to be. It's yeah. much more fun to be on a team with an identity. Um, I don't really want to talk about Georgetown. I think they suck. Let's talk about DePaul though, because I'm not sure they suck. Um, they don't suck. They've had a tough. A good, I'm glad had a you tough, said it. They've had a tough like start to it. First of no. all, they haven't been like totally 100 um, available or healthy, whatever you yeah. want to put it. Like, um. But they had, to go, they, had to go, they had to go to Hinkle, and it was like a, you know, it was a toss-up game. Like, they had a chance to win it uh, and just didn't. Um, and they, then they 
obviously got whipped by Providence and Nova at home. So that's Providence and Nova, but it's also at home. Like, I don't know. Do you know what do you know what their first scheduled Big East game was supposed to be? Creighton, wasn't it? At home. At yeah. home. Yeah. Yeah. I think that yeah. I think that was their first supposed to be. I mean, let's go back and honestly, I, I I don't know. Yeah. And that's why I'm asking because I actually feel bad for DePaul in the sense that I don't think they would have won their first game if it would have even been Creighton, but I think that this team would have benefited from having their first Big East game be a home game, if that makes any sense. I just think that they being, being a team that's so, I think, new to the Big East in a sense that it's just like new coach, new players, a lot of transfers, all that. Mm -hmm. I think they would have really benefited from, having a home game to kind of get their feet under them after having a successful non-conference. I don't think they would have won. Like I said, I think they would have felt really good about themselves though. I think they would have been competitive for a half and felt much better about themselves going into big East play than mm-hmm. having to start the, like with the schedule that they did. Yeah. The games moved off the big East schedule, but I'm pretty sure that game was supposed to be the 21st and then Creighton was going to go on break. And then they were going to come back and play Georgetown on the 28th. So, yeah. So, um, it was supposed to be Creighton at home. And so Creighton was going to come in after that Villanova win. I don't think DePaul would have won that either. But I don't know. Yeah. It's definitely been t- – yeah, it's, it been, it's been tough, though. So they would have either had Creighton at home, then they've gone to Hinkle, then they've had Providence and Nova at home who, you know, you could argue are the top two teams in the league right now, along with Xavier being, in, like, if you want to do top three. Um so that's not like you don't you don't fault them for being zero and three in those games, right? No, like, that's tough. No, can't. But I also need to no. see them win again because I it's been too long now. When's the last time? I'm trying to think when the last time they won a game. We see. It was probably Louisville, wasn't it? See, this is adding to my theory. I'm I'm like they're gonna mess around, beat UConn. <laughs> Beat, beat Marquette, beat Marquette, bro. If you thought we were too mean to UConn tonight, if they lose to DePaul, we're gonna get nasty. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, they can't. No, they, I believe they can't. I believe DePaul can pull some. DePaul will beat Marquette or UConn. One of the two, they will. Mark my words. That's oh. my hot. That's my hot take yeah. of the podcast. Okay. Yeah, DePaul- I'll let I'll let everyone know. I'll put out my live bet when I decide I want to bet on DePaul. Oh shit! Hold up. There's a loss of St. John's in here too. I'm I'm messed up. DePaul hasn't won a game since December 14th. So Ooh. we're going on like a full month where they Ooh. haven't even experienced a win yet. Ooh, and so since they beat, be. they beat UIC in a close game, like I don't think UIC is very good. And then they lost to Butler hey, close. They, had lost, off they, got, they got whipped at Providence. They lost to St. John's on the road close. And then they lost to Nova. Their next game is tomorrow night at Marquette. And then they get – so they're tomorrow, it's tomorrow night at Marquette. And then they have – oh, Jesus Christ. Look at this. Hold up. So they play Marquette tomorrow night on the road, who Marquette's been kicking teams' ass, right? If they don't win that, their next one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, their next six games are Seton Hall, Xavier, Creighton, Villanova, UConn, Xavier. That's uh, Dude, they might who be. Who made this schedule? This poor what, team. They're 0 and 4 already. If they don't win tomorrow, they're going to be 0 and 11. 
And then that leaves them with what? And then and then they'll Nine have then they'll have, then they'll have Georgetown. Dude, I don't even know, dude. They'll have Georgetown Providence on the road. <laughs> then, they'll have, then they'll have Butler at home. Then they'll have Creighton Seton Hall. Then they'll have Georgetown St. John's Marquette again. And then they'll have UConn to end it. Dude, that's ugh. They only I only give the them the potential for that's like seven more wins. I give them potential. I give them the potential for seven wins now all season. Oh, dude, that's they, they're not winning seven games. <laughs> oh, what a poor team. That's poor. poor that's six, that six game stretch is like I don't that's that's disgusting. That's who why did, I'm like, who made the schedule for who this? Who did team? that to them? No one wanted them to have any type of they didn't want them to feel good at all this year. Jeez. There's not even like a major break. I guess there's a there's a break between Seton Hall and Xavier. But all those games are like staggered. <laughs> Jesus. That's bad, man. They're not gonna. Yeah, Port. That's they should have. Yeah, they're 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 in trouble. They're in trouble. Sorry. Yeah, we're. I might have jumped the gun to Paul. They're 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 gonna have some problems. They're in big trouble. (laughs) Trouble. Trouble. But how about St. John's though? Because remember we we were. (laughs) I mean, St. John's. They got zero quad one wins already, Jordan. Like none. Yeah. Well, this goes they back to our pit. previous point. This goes back to who makes their goes back. Who makes their non conference schedule do better? Yeah, the, do uh, better because yeah. that it's not doing anything for them, mm-hmm. and I don't think they're going to do anything for themselves in the Big East. To I don't know. Let's see what their let's see what, team. I got to see what their schedule looks like because they got to get on a roll. Because uh, I mean, right now they're. They're they're uh, you know they beat DePaul at home at Carneseca, but that's kind of like got... again that's the thing that everybody is supposed to do to just get off to the you know it's like a launching pad beat DePaul at they're home at Connecticut tomorrow are they really no. or Wednesday at Connecticut Wednesday yeah at so they're already Wednesday. So they're one and one in conference. They lost to Providence. They beat DePaul at home. They had a bunch of games postponed. So yeah, they're they got UConn, then they're at they're at home against Georgetown. Then at oh God. Oh God. Yeah. Then they got Creighton, Seton Hall twice, Villanova, Providence. Yeah. And then they're at Georgetown and Butler. Then they got Villanova, UConn, Xavier again. That's damn, man. St. John's and DePaul got it rough. Yeah, St. John's and DePaul, man. Who made their schedule? <laughs> Someone in the league was like, "You're gonna play all the." Good Someone really right doesn't like them. They're gonna be done with. Yeah, so if they don't get this UConn one, they got Georgetown, and then good luck. They're gonna be done with UConn, Nova. They have a little stretch here in the middle. That's like, at least they got like a. I mean, not really. They're gonna be done with UConn, they, Nova, Seton Hall, and Providence before Valentine's Day. Damn. That's a brutal yeah. That February 1st to Valentine's Day for them is going to be a gauntlet. Yeah. So, yeah, they got, they, got, no quad, they got no quad. This was a team that they want. They thought they had an NCAA tournament team this year. Champagne came back. Posh Alexander was in his second year. Um, they had a bunch of transfers, but they, they talked like it was all addition by subtraction and that they had brought in some I don't pieces. know why. But then who, who said 
who said they they thought they were NCAA? I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell. Yeah, I yeah. No, I'm pretty sure I can find you like 50 articles that say it. Well, I I definitely know the Julian Champagne hype. That was like this is the best pro prospect in the the, the conference. I, I was hearing all that. Yeah. I did not I think mean, at any point that this roster built around him was going to do anything worth talking about. Really? So you don't think you don't think the the most talented dude in the Big East should be on a on an NCAA tournament team? I do think he should be. So this is a disappointment. From that perspective, St. John's has laid an egg so far. Yeah, I thought they were because we're we're at January we're at January tenth. They have no quad one wins. Let's see what their whole resume looks like. I, I bet you their quad two looks pretty shitty too. What's Let's actually no. I'll look it up right here. Julian Champagne's like high this season, high points per game. I love how we're hosting this during the national championship game, which I'm not watching for reasons of credibility. And boycott. Uh, All right, any TT oh, for St. John's? The SEC title round two. Yeah, SC- oh, <laughs> yeah. he's talking about the second, the second scrimmage, the second the, pro the second draft scrimmage. scrimmage. Dude, this schedule is dog trash. Look at this thing. So they Ooh. went. Oh, they, they're zero and three against quad one. They're one and zero against quad two. They've played four games in the top two quadrants. That's garbage. This is like, the and then and then Pitt right now is a quad four loss. Like they're not even close. They're not even close. Yo, they only beat St. Francis Brooklyn, which I know is a good team at home. Only beat them by six. Dude, dude, they need a they need like <laughs> how many wins? How many wins are they over like Xavier, Villanova, Yukon, Seton Hall, Providence away right now? Like they need to beat those teams like each of them once, right? Don't they? Oh, yeah, they have to. They have to beat each of those teams once, and they have to clean up against the rest of the league. Otherwise, they're not even – they might even make the NIT. To even be talked about, yeah. Yeah. They have so much work to do. They're not even close to the conversation right now. No. No. Your best win's Monmouth. That's it? A five-point win over Monmouth at home, that's their best win? Dude, no way. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't. I mean, we. I didn't take notes before this show. People are in case people haven't noticed that we're flying by with or we're putting. Yeah, and we're like just so surprised, (laughs) like stunning ourselves as we go. Yeah, we're like we're actually very surprised with some of these. We uh, we usually take better some of these teams' records for sure. (laughs) We usually take better notes. We were we were we we struggled this together. We missed each other. But yeah, yeah. uh, No, we missed. We missed. We missed this. This is we needed this. Yeah. Happy New Year, by the way, everyone. Yeah, you too, sir. Oh, you're not wishing to me. You're wishing everybody else. Okay. No, it's I, I said Happy New Year to you. I, right. You know, the force the force is strong with you. That's sure. right. Yeah, dude, they're not even close. They're not even anywhere near the conversation. No. No, that's that's pretty bad, I think. Because I think they came back. I don't think Champagne came back to be like. They're sure they one and one. The they're one and one in conference yeah. is less impressive than Marquette's two and three. Yes. Marquette's a better team right now. Yes. Yeah. By a long stretch. Marquette and UConn. I'll, I'll say that. 
even though UConn's some frauds. I don't even know what that makes St. John's. Wow, yeah, that's true. That's that's true. Jeez. What is so what is, I think the bottom of the pack is gonna this, all right. I, I don't know what the top of the pack is gonna look like. That's, are the, are the that's worst for later four, discussion? Are, are the worst four teams? Do you wanna, we, do we know where they I'll are. give you that, I think that's a good way to wrap up. Yeah. Like I'll give you my worst four in order. So worst is gonna be DePaul. Second worst, I'm gonna go Georgetown. Then it's going to be Butler and then St. John's. Like those are your four worst teams in the Big East okay. from where I sit. That's a, that's, that's tough to argue. Those are definitely the worst four teams. I just don't know about the order, but yeah, um, that's, yeah. feels like that's a solidified four bottom four. Right there. So we have the bottom of the pack solidified here. On <laughs> we, just, we, we don't know who will win. We don't know. We don't know your top four, but we know your bottom four. We got we that. Four. Four. All right. So now it's time to ask how much women's basketball you watched in the last, because we still, this is January 1st to the 10th. You know, so, I watched the Creighton UConn game. You know, okay. I watched that. Hey, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a step up. In, in I had production. to see if my, my, my squad would, you know, pull off the upset <laughs> on the East Coast. They were on East Coast time, too. That's, right. That's right. That's right. Made it real easy. But, yeah, close game. So, I have a question, though, actually, because from watching that game, mm-hmm. you'll definitely know this answer to this one. You, What's up with the UConn women's team? Because I heard – I'm hearing the rumors that Paige might not come back at all, like, to play because they're just like – there's there's a lot of girls transferring from that team. It's just true. I heard there's mad transfers and the team is like not really locked into this. Oh, you just you're just getting into like nasty rumors now, aren't you? Like oh yeah, oh yeah. You're just getting reckless with your mic over here. Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm, I'm hearing. I'm you got me t- tuned into like Big East basketball now. Oh okay. And so I'm hearing because I'm hearing that the, the, there's a lot going on with the UConn women situation. Well, there's definitely so. a lot going on. I haven't heard any of that stuff, but. I don't know. Okay, I would so be. My, I, I, got, I would be really surprised. I got some sources then. I oh, got some you sources. Might, you might. You might. Okay. I'm not, okay. I'm not discounting it. Check back with my sources. Yeah. Good. Uh, the only re- the only thing I heard about her like potentially not coming back this year is because of the injury. Like she had, it was originally six to eight weeks, and then she had like surgery, which added six to eight weeks to that. So at that point, you're looking like best case scenario is like mid February. And at that point you're like, can she even ramp up in time to be yeah. ready for the NCAA tournament? You know what I mean? Or should she just shut it down and get ready for next year? I don't think she'll be, she's not draft eligible until after her junior year. Okay. So the way the WNBA works is like, you have to be, you either have to be, yes, you either have to just be 21 or three years in college, whichever one comes first, I think is how it works. Got it. So yeah, she's uh she's got years left of college, okay. plural. So yeah, um, yeah. But I saw the squad know. put up a good fight. Put yeah. So well, fight. yeah, I don't. Yeah, that was. I mean, I felt like you know it was a. I mean, I thought they did. Creighton did a good job, good enough job defensively. I just think, you know, they were five of twenty five from three. Like you got to be. You got to knock down a few more of those to give yourself a chance, especially when like the free throw disparity was what it was like. And I don't know, like UConn had an advantage inside, but 
Um, like you, you just can't be even across the board with them, you know. Like they both teams hit five threes. You uh, can got you can got to the free throw line more. Creighton turned it over more. So it's like you gotta you have to hit like eight to nine to nine to ten threes essentially and hold them to like five or so. You know what I mean? They I just did, they just did not my, kind of shots. Yeah. My biggest takeaway was I just thought that, especially, we'll say, was it the, I like how it's quarters. It's it's easier to remember when it's right? four quarters. quarters. You can remember, yeah. you can remember, yeah, I mm-hmm. like quarters so much better. You can remember certain points a lot easier because it's hard to remember 20 whole minutes of like which point, but you're like, oh, quarters, it's like each minute mark. Anyway, I thought that, what that game came down to was just at the end there, like, I, or when it was close early on, I think there was, it was just Creighton. I don't know because shots weren't falling, I think early on or at the beginning, first quarter, like mm-hmm. second quarter, when it, while it was still close, they kind of were just doubting it and never like got into any type of rhythm and felt good. I, I just felt like they never felt good on the offensive end. Like they, there was times where they made good plays for sure. You, they caught them lacking a few times, but I, I just felt like there was no like there was no swagger to it, you know. And, and, and to beat a team like UConn, they would have had to gotten in a rhythm and been like, "Oh, we're just we're go, we're we're doing this now. This is us." So yeah, I do wonder if yeah, some that, of that, that was, was like, my takeaway. I do wonder if UConn's size played a factor in like that intimidation. You know what I mean? Like they're just the biggest team Creighton's played, right? So you know, nothing was easy. You know, for most of the shot clock, essentially. So. Yeah, I, I don't know, but I think this is like I, the, the thing that you take away from that is like Cre- I think Creighton was disappointed. It sounds like in that game, in losing that game, which is I think that's encouraging because very normally, I think normally you'd go on the road at UConn and lose by eight and be like, oh wow, we're really good. Like we only lost to eight at UConn. Like that's crazy. That's a good result, right? Like you would take that as a positive and carry that over and be like, Hey, we got some, we can build confidence off of that. But I think that they're past that point now, which I think is the mark of a, like a good team that could possibly be great because like they just losing by eight at UConn was not enough. And I think there's like the fact that they're not satisfied by that is something that they can build off to even a greater degree because they expected to, that means they expected to win. Yeah, and I just I don't know. Fact that they I just don't like, know how many teams go into UConn expecting to win. So that's, that's what I mean. I think the fact that they felt like they should have won the game like says a lot in itself. Because yeah. if you're upset that you lost to that team, that means you felt like at all points in the game you had a chance to win, which yeah. is very encouraging coming right. from this team. Yeah, and especially because this team's pretty young for the most part. Like you know the. Molly Mogensen's the backup point guard is a sophomore. Emma Ronsick, Morgan Malley is are, are both sophomores. Uh, Mallory Brakes a sophomore. Jamie Horan's a sophomore. Um, Lauren Jensen, best three point shooter in on the team, is a sophomore. Um, Carly Bachelor, who's just like having a sort of a breakout year, is a junior. But last year she was injured for most of the season, so essentially she's in her second year of playing, basically. So like, there's a lot of youth on this team that. Like, I don't know how close they are to their ceilings right now, but there's still room for improvement for them as a group, as a whole. And I think 
you know, you, I think UConn's going to get better too because they're not, first of all, they're not at full strength and they were coming off of a pause. So UConn's going to get better, but I also think Creighton's going to get better. You know, like there's, there's, there's still room to chase that team a little bit. And I think, you know, right now there's like, uh, you know, your UConn's clearly the best team in the league. Um, Creighton's five and one, DePaul's four and oh. So, you know, that's a clear, I think that's a clear top three though. And I don't know if, if coming into the year, people thought that Creighton belonged in that conversation, but I think they are solidified in it now. Like they beat Marquette soundly, you know, um, and Seton Hall and St. John's are two up and down. And then Villanova uh, didn't have Maddie Seegers for a little bit. So, you know, they took some losses. Uh, so, yeah, right now I just think, I don't know. I think the top four is, is uh, you know, UConn, DePaul slash Creighton, and then Villanova. And I think that's a surprise. Like, I think people thought Creighton would probably be in the five, six, seven range. And I don't think, I think they're closer to two than they are to five right now. Well, because they were projected five? Um, I think they were projected sixth. Let me, let me check. Yep, sixth. So what you're saying is no one thought that on – well, I'll say come, you, no one thought coming into the new year that both great and men's and women's would be top three in both men's and women's basketball. Well, well they're, they're not. Yeah, that, that's, so, yeah, that statement is true, but they're also not. What? Top no, no, three. No. We were the men are top three. We, we just talked about this. We we were. We were. Oh, okay. Sorry. We were. I said coming <laughs> into the new year. Coming into the new year. They played one game. <laughs> You're kidding me. So we were we were still top three, technically. Yeah, that's true. You were leading the league. Okay. They were leading the league. The men were. Technically. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah. That's all I'm trying to say. I think what I saw, I just I just retweeted a graphic earlier. Let me see what it is. I think it's like, hold up. Let me find it. Oh yeah, there's only 34. There's only 34 uh, D1 teams that have a men's and women's program with 10 plus wins. Creighton's one of them. Yup. Yup. So there's bra- there's something to brag about, right? There we go. It's a surprise Let's to some degree. Yeah. Well, some more things. You got to let the Creighton fans brag about more things. That's how we should end it. How how what, what oh, else to brag about more things? Oh well, I mean yeah. they're. They're playing Seton Hall. The women are playing Seton Hall and St. John's at home this weekend. Mm. Um, so I mean, I think I think Omaha fans love beating the East Coast team. So you're get you're gonna get a, you know, you're gonna get the New Yorkers in town this weekend. Yeah. I, and, and honestly, definitely more like fun. Seton Hall is always a chaos. Like they're a chaos team. Seton Hall is. So if you like if you like watching a chaos team versus a a disciplined team like Creighton, that's gonna that's your battle right there on Friday. If, 630. Go check it out. Honestly, I'm disappointed in the fans so far. They haven't come out for the women's team like they should, in my opinion. Let me me just double check this so I can make sure I'm flashing out at people properly. There we go. Our Big East women's update isn't going to – I didn't take any notes for it because Big East women's teams hardly played this week or these last two weeks because they've all been on pauses. 
I think oh, only God. like I think only I think Creighton and I think Creighton and DePaul were the only teams that did, did did go on pause like since the new year so far. Just those two. That's crazy. Of course. I don't know how DePaul did. <laughs> I know. I know. Um all right, let's see. Attendance. Uh so UNO was eight seventy nine. South Dakota State was 864. Northern Iowa was 792. Georgetown at the CHI was 416. Nova was 581. Arizona State was 735. South Dakota was um, 1,067, but they also had a lot of South Dakota fans there that night. So, And then Marquette was 986. Y'all need to go out and watch the fucking women's team. What the hell? Go watch the women's team. They're, they're that's, 10 and, that's an order. They're 10 and 4. They're five and one in the Big East. They just played. Yep. They just played UConn to single digits. Yeah, on the road. Okay, on the road. They have like four kids who can get like twenty on any given night. Buckets. They're twenty nine in the net. They're the top thirty team. Top thirty. And they've already beaten. One, two, three, four, five. Five of them. They've already beat. They've already beaten five top seventy-five teams. Five, man. What the fuck? What the fuck y'all waiting for? Where y'all at? What y'all doing? Yeah, you need. And if you, Jordan, if you got any friends still on campus, you need to tell them too. No, students are students friends, are back. Period, when are, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll send out a tweet or some shit. Yeah, what, what's uh, you got some clout? Yeah, tell people. I, have, I ain't got where the, no where the students, clout. When do the students get back? Students get back this week, right? They're supposed to be back tomorrow night, right? I don't even. I'm know. pretty I, sure. I, I I done deleted my school email, so I could never get an update <laughs> from that school ever again. Yeah, well, either way, if I see like if I see like seventeen thousand people tomorrow night in mass at CHI, I want to see like two. In mass for Seton Hall and St. John's at DJ So hey, I'll give out I'll give out some free scary in the scrub gear. There you go to somebody sure. who shows up shows up to the next game. If, if you listen this deep into the podcast, you show up to the next game, Crane's game, and you tweet at me during the game with the hashtag scurry in the scrub. I will send you a free scurry hoops T-shirt. There we go. That's that that you got my word. I think we saw it. We went a solid ninety minutes. Jordan's sending you free gear, free screwing the script. I mean, you're kind of promoting Jordan there. You're not. You don't realize you're doing it. But either way, the, the gear is nice. Hey. Show him the gear. That's there's his hat right behind. Either you. way, we can, nice. get, we can get it's you slick. some nice. We can get you a nice. It's slick. Scary. Is that a fitted? Is that a fitted shirt. hat too? Is that a fitted hat too? This is the fitted. This okay. Is the fitted. See, but yeah, I can fitted, get fitted hat. I can get t-shirts, t-shirts with the logo. Mm-hmm. You know. Whatever, whatever, just support my schools. For, it's, an, it's a nice little Jays, emblem. It looks, like, it looks like a Spider-Man, like a Spider-Man type of emblem. It's pretty badass. So, yeah, free scurry uh, hoops gear if you go to the women's game. Proof of – I take a picture, Instead a selfie. Of, take a picture, take, take a, a picture at the DJ. game. Yeah. Hashtag, hashtag scurry in the scrub, and you got it. I'll send it out. I'll DM. I love it. Get the address. I'll DM, I'll DM whoever it is I see first. Ask for the address. Free scary, scary hoops T-shirt coming your way. I love this. This is great. Yeah. All right. So free scary hoops gear with a selfie at the DJ at DJ Soul Arena on Friday or Sunday. Um, and just yeah, hashtag scurry in the scrub, and Jordan will send you the gear. 
Yes, sir. Love it. All right, that's a wrap, right? That's a wrap. Appreciate y'all for listening. It's another Big East Weaker of You. We're Always back. good to chop it up with you, my man. Yep. I love it. We do this. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Um, if any sponsors are listening and they want to hit us up, we're sponsor-free so far, so. We're here. Yeah, if you want to, if you want to let us know your stuff, let us know. Just hit up my agent, yo. I don't have an agent. That's <laughs> a joke. That's a joke. That's a joke. Don't search for my agent because I don't have one. But <laughs> I just always wanted to say that. Thanks. We're each other. We're each other's agents. I, I, I represent <laughs> exactly. I represent like Jordan. It. He represents me. So yeah, just reach out. Yeah, yeah. we're good. Exactly. All right, everybody. So thanks, for, thanks for listening. We'll uh, we'll talk to you next week. Sure.